Live from the Fully Awards red carpet that binds us together, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Good day and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that contains just enough actual footy chat to keep our bona fides legit. This week we review the midfield, say goodbye to the best hashtag ever, get ready for season renewals, give out the first ever Fully Awards, and once again answer your questions in Ask VMP. But first, to today's panel. With the award for Best 80s Pop Culture Referencing, it's Tony Walsh. I wore my black tuxedo with a cummerbund and... Uh, the award for Best Folk Hit Making goes to Mark Hinckley. I can't think of the next line to that song. Black, black, black. Oh my god! No, that's the middle part. You already uh, did that yeah, part afterward. I want my black tuxedo. Black tuxedo. Black, black, black. Oh my god. The award for being consistently angry in English goes to Duncan Fletcher. I'm very confused by what just happened over here. <laughs> we really need to school him on some uh, <clears throat> 80s hip-hop from mm. the main streets of Toronto. <laughs> yeah, there's basically two acts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a Spotify link. Nice. nice. Ooh. Going the new school. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm not entirely sure I know what that means. All right, when you get 25 minutes, I'll explain to you what Spotify is, and I'll send you a link. Excellent. No problem. Hooray. These new shortened intros are really oh, good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Nailed it. Yes. Which means mine. Really special. Um, and I almost won the award for Best Podcast Panel Wrangling, and I am your host, as usual, Kristen Knowles. Oh. Oh. Almost next year, Kristen. Yeah, we'll next see. year. Susan Lucci got it. Again? I hate yeah. that bitch. Alright, no playoffs to discuss this week, but we still have tons to talk about. Uh, we've only just begun to scratch the surface of the year that was TFC 2014. <laughs> Although, really, who wants to look below the surface? It's scary, but we, your VMP crew, will do this for you, our loyal listeners. And, uh,. Because you love us. I don't want to do any more scratching. Yeah, yeah scratching to. below the server is just mange. It's red and sore. Yeah. <laughs> Crew Cat is coming. Just get used to it, guys. Topical, topical cream. That's all I need. Last week we looked at the defense, and boy, wasn't that fun. This week uh, it's time to discuss the mushy middle and look at the midfield. If you like the defense, you'll love the midfield. <laughs> uh, uh, so many good options. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So much. Uh, yeah. Top class all around. Just get right into it. We'll we'll go with the no longer with us midfielders. Since oh, we, I know who died. Well, <laughs> that's part of the mm. the farewell roll at the end. Is he Nakajima Oh, Alvaro Ray. <laughs> Thank you. Is that it? I think that's oh, it. now Sorry. Jeremy Hall. But we'll discuss Sorry. that later. Oh, true. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Jeremy Hall. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> 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 All right, so, Issy, ratings. 
Letters, let's go. I gave him a C. He was all right while I was here. He was nothing special. He was actually better than I thought he would be, but, you know, <laughs> wasn't he along? C. I. For inhumane. I gave him a B plus. Ah, right. Nah. Um, I admired his ability to kind of just throw a monkey wrench into the plans of defense. He was a bit of a terror on the wing. He only played about, what, like five or six games? But I don't know, every time he... Every time he touched the ball was an adventure. I liked him. I gave him a C as well, but I did give him a D minus for his art. Oh, <laughs> that's subjective. That's a I realize subject. art is subjective. It's a tiger in a tuxedo. Uh, <laughs> you don't see that all the time. Thank the gods. It's some of the best clothed animals since dogs playing poker. Okay. Mm. Alvaro Ray. Uh, I've got a C plus here. Um, yeah, he was okay. Eh. A C minus for me. One too many step overs for my liking. C. C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. C. I, I and this is going to be a theme. I think. I don't think there's mm. much that varies in out of the C range for me for this. They call that depth. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh. Yeah, he was. He had some good moments. I uh, I do miss him paired up with Mark Bloom, though. I will admit that. I miss his erotic goal mm. celebrations. I'll say that much. <laughs> hey! Yeah. Ray and Bloom did work very well. They did. I do miss that. The way that Bloom and Oduro never mm-hmm. did. Good God, no. And uh, Jeremy Hall. C minus. He didn't play much. He didn't really do much when he was playing. <laughs> I gave him a D for mostly for absence, but not a D minus for his work with the sick kids. Ah. Uh, D. Reasons as previously stated. D for dog pound. (laughs) (laughs) Those people over there, those people are just happy to get out of the house for a little while. (laughs) Things that make you say expansion draft. (laughs) Uh, D as well, just because he barely played, and when he did play this year, and maybe it's because there was better players, he looked woefully, far more woefully out of his depth than he had in the past. There have been times in the past where I thought, Jeremy Hall? All right, but no, not this year. Okay, uh, Dan Lovitz. Sorry, Danny Lovitz, apparently. Lovitz, uh, C+. Plus. You know, he was okay. Um, I feel like a lot of people seem to, to quite like him. I never really quite saw enough of him to think, yeah, this guy's good, but, you know, he was all right. I'm in the quite like him category. I won't give him a B. Move? Yeah, I... I in the same way that... Uh, he added at least a tool set that was different than usual, just march up. He actually seemed to know what a diagonal pass looked like and a diagonal run, and I kind of admired that instead of just give the ball to Will or whoever's supposed to be supposed to be playing the role of Will up at front up front. So You are the Mardi Gras beads of ratings. Yeah, I've just thrown them all everywhere. <laughs> nice ones too. Tony, A plus. Show us your boots. I gave him a C. I'm in the need to see more category. It was okay for a second round draft pick, sure. Yeah, good complaint. Uh, sure, got a lot out of a low pick like that. C plus. I thought most of the time when he was out there, uh, he did fairly acquitted himself fairly well for someone with almost no experience. Not bad on set pieces. Um, lots of enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And speaking of enthusiasm, he does get an A for sideline uh, warming up. 
Never seen anyone spring off the bench so often, so early, and without anyone telling him to do so in my life. I am warming up. Look at me. I am ready to go. He's like a little puppy. So he gets A for effort on that. Kyle Becker. C. I feel like I wanted to give him lower, but that would be a little unfair. Yeah, he, he was out there a lot, but I never really noticed him do anything worthwhile. Yeah. It would have been unfair to give him lower. D. Oh. I'm splitting the difference. C minus. Huh? C minus for me, too. And wow. I, I wanted to give him a D. Look and at I you, almost did. I actually changed it. Mr. Actually, Sunshine. I actually yeah. changed yeah. it. No, the, the stultifying Becker inability to go forward and. The uh, just he doesn't you can't react to anything still my, it drives me crazy. My rating for him is inability to progress this year. Yeah, plenty of opportunity, especially in the second half of the season, to mm. he got he lots of yeah. yeah, the lack of awareness of things going on around him, most evident in the LA game of more than any. Yeah, that's no, that's, that's an excellent example of thank you. Just hey. Right. I should know how to do that. A plus. Thank you. Uh, Here's my boob. <laughs> you can keep that. <laughs> Jackson. I gave him a D. Yeah. Wow. What? Yeah. No, you know what? Who are you? And who has possessed Mark Hingley's body? You know, the, the last, the last, I don't know, half a dozen appearances of his um, had me scared that he was on the pitch. Cause That's how you're supposed to feel when Jackson's on the pitch. No, but yeah. the problem is that the first... Three quarters of the games that he was in, he was fine. Like, yeah, he, he had a couple a couple dust-ups, but he was creative. He was making aggressive runs. He looked great. By the end, it just he felt way more like a liability than an asset from before. Like, it kind of shifted the balance. I, I really, really lost faith in him in the stretch, which isn't much of a stretch. All right. Wow. I'm with a B minus. I quite like Jackson. I think there's certain good things that he does. I think uh, obviously uh, both coaches kind of quite trust him defensively. He helps out quite a bit. Going forwards, sometimes he was very erratic. Sometimes it's hopeless. But there's a certain sort of action Jackson thing that he kind of brings into it. There's a, there's a little I, something I, in there. So yeah, like I, some it, idiocy. So you know, B it just it just seemed like the idiocy was 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 more in focus. As the season, you know, came to an end, I I love his work ethic. I love his drive, even in the face of idiocy. I, I I'm I'm a big fan of it. But it just it was like, I know we were joking. Well, when's he gonna get in trouble? He was actually getting in trouble now. You know, he would go stretches where he wasn't getting in trouble. He wasn't getting a foul. You know, he he was taking shots. It was great. It was wonderful. But it's kind of like the the. Overblown hype caught up to him near the end, and I just kind of like uh, mm. a little like yeah, I keep him off. I keep him as a guy off the bench, but I don't know if I'd want him playing ninety minutes. Well, I mean, you can say that for most of the squad. Yeah. Well, that's true. I don't really get overblown hype about him. I kind of feel like him as kind of like the opposite yeah. of love it. Sorry, a lot of people would Sanchez getting all over Jackson. No, no, no. Not sorry, hype is the wrong word. Thought. But like the overblown legend of him, mm. like of being the this liability on the pitch. The bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> I give him a C+. I liked some of the things he did when he was on his game. And, yeah, there was a lack of continuity in his play. And you never quite knew which Jackson you got. Except for the white boots. You always knew those were coming out. 
stylish. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. Moi C, the C plus, I think. Some some good things. There is definitely some upside to him. I wouldn't object to seeing him back next season. Um no, I think yeah. I think he's very useful. I think I'm hoping there's some things that can be taught, but he uh no, I think he contributes well if he can keep his head on. All right, uh Dominic Aduro. Uh, I'll go again B minus. There's a lot of good things he did. Uh, a lot of really annoying things he did, and he, did, he just can't shoot at all. But he, he got quite a few assists. He got a few goals. He had the odds, really good game in there. The one against Kansas at home stands out. Um, but yeah, not consistent enough to really be probably fully worth his cap hit. But B minus. It was a C minus for me. Yeah. I'm just I'm tired of the straight runs, inability to cross. And the lack of anything other than being a track star who can slightly dribble. Mm. And I don't think it's going anywhere but the same direction or worse. C plus. Pretty much had a lot of assists. Came with a lot of key goals. He's the only seemed to run straight. So C, more along the lines of what what Tony said. Just frustrating. The, the, the good stuff was just out, overshadowed by the frustrating stuff. I if he wasn't here next year, it won't. It wouldn't affect me at all. I wouldn't be like, ah, oh, we used to have this guy. Ah, that's fine. Papa John's is in many other cities. I'm sure he'll be fine. All right. Uh, currently training with Torsten, Colin Warner. Yeah, I don't get how this guy gets to to go up to Werder Bremen. I know. Um, it's so weird. Unless he's carrying yeah, Justin yeah. Morrow's stuff. C, oh. C plus. Well, that's that might be it actually. Yes. There you go. Um, you know, he was okay. I. He was more or less like what I would have expected to be getting back and for what I'd heard from him. And you know, he did okay at the defensive midfield thing without ever looking like, oh, yeah, this guy's actually really quite good. Yeah, C+. plus. It was a C for me. Again, like we said, shocked that he's been chosen to go on this uh, lofty international training jaunt. But uh, I guess that means he's back next year. Otherwise, why invest in him? Exactly. I don't know. Maybe Torsten Frings can teach him how not to take free kicks. Anything? Nah, he was. Well, he is. Yeah, he was. He was a placeholder. If he, if he's your starter, your, your club's in trouble. See, uh, see as well. He uh, didn't didn't necessarily surprise or impress me, but he didn't necessarily disappoint me. You know, bang for a buck, exactly what we got. So it does look like bad news, Brown. Yeah, which is a plus. Yeah. I actually gave him a C plus. Um, because he acquitted himself better than I expected, considering what I thought he'd done at his former club. And there was a few games, especially uh, early on, where I thought, okay, I absolutely understand why they brought him over. I thought he actually played very well. He tapered off and sort of hit his, I think, what is his actual level later on in the season. But that all sort of averages out to something a bit nicer for me. But still, nothing... Certainly not a standout player. But it is a bit hard to judge the defensive midfielders on this team because of the unknown role they're supposed to play there with, was such with a, Michael Bradley. Yep. It was such a confusing... Absolutely. I think what exactly is Michael Bradley doing had a huge effect on... And when he Warner was playing without Asario, Bradley, I think he of, actually played better. Like I think yep. those were the games where you were like, oh... That Colin Warner guy. Well, when he sat in the pocket in front of the defense? Yeah. Yeah, I like, agree, yeah. Those, was not one of those mm-hmm. games the one where he lost his Colleen? Yeah, Colleen? yeah. Because of that, right? So, mm-hmm. like, there is there is potential there, so I do... Yeah, I think Michael Bradley was a bit of a, a destabilizing influence for a lot of the midfield, mm-hmm. really. As he tried to figure it out 
exactly what it is that he wanted to do. And, and throughout the game. Like, it changed yes. minute to minute, right? Speaking of people lining up next to Michael Bradley, Jonathan Osorio. Um, I'll give him a B. Start of the season, you know, he did look very good when it did seem a bit more defined that, yeah, Bradley's at kind of the back, Osorio's ahead of him. Those two worked very well. Then he got injured. By the time he came back, Bradley was unleashed a little bit. And Osorio never really seemed to fully fit in after that. But overall, a bit of a disappointment in a way, but B. It was a C for me. I've got a lot of time for him, but it was a bad year overall, especially coming off a very bright rookie season. Don't know what it was. I, I mean, it very well could go back to the having to play around this Presence. star, yeah. you know, this the, the galaxy of TFC's orbits around Michael Bradley, and that's hard to not get sucked into and just sometimes maybe get into a position where you're waiting for him to do something and you have to react to that and not maybe not quite being mm-hmm. in the right spot. I don't know. It'll be interesting next year. I think it looks like they will try to develop Bradley and Osorio as the midfield pairing in the middle, we hope. Pushing him to the wing was the worst thing for his game. He was lost. He would always drift back in the middle well, naturally, so it made I, him I, look worse than he was. I do think that was kind of the plan, though. I think when he was, especially under Vanny, towards the end, I think it was kind of the plan for Osorio to be on the wing and be coming into the middle and have Morrow whatever, could be going down. Yeah, well, right, so I don't think that was it didn't look very Osorio but, uh, not following because, instructions. Well, I think he, was well and I think that's a lot of it. I, he doesn't, anytime he's been asked to play the wing, that lasts for about six seconds. And then he immediately well, yeah. comes back in. And whether that's something that can be taught in the offseason, can be trained into him, you know, smacked into him, whatever it is they need to do, I don't know if it's possible. We, we saw the year before he has the, t- he has the capability to have an improved offensive game. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it seems mm-hmm. a waste to have him anchored deeper. I don't Agreed. disagree. I gave uh, a sorry little B-. minus. Um, it was kind of... It, it, it was that mix of what I expected from him from the season before, which he looked like this wonderful gem unearthed. And I realized it's 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 an unfair comparison, given that it's a much it was a much different team this year than the year before. But um, saw flashes of that brilliance, but for the most part, I kind of felt he was I don't know not living up to my standards. Not that that matters, but like I kind of had more. I expected more for him, and it just never materialized. But as you said, plenty of time for him. I wouldn't. I would keep him around. Well, this is TFC. Yeah, we so, don't know. Oh, I, I don't. About two I'm, more months. I don't get a vote. No. But yeah, yeah he, he did at least. You know, despite a kind of a bit of a disappointing second season, he did at least last that full second season. And mm-hmm. like Silver Platter, so on. Go exactly. <laughs> so many so don't keep. Don't don't keep listing the them. You'll just. Yeah. You'll just start to cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gave him a B minus as well, which surprised me. But when I thought about sort of the whole season, because there were definitely times when I was really frustrated with his play, and I don't know if those were the games where he was supposed to play on the wing or whether it was just. I think the games where he performed poorly really stood out, whereas the games where he was really attack focused, really linking up well with the other players. It was probably a strong game, and I wasn't noticing him as much. I was probably looking to other players, but I look back at some things, and I think that he's got... He does have an upside. He's got a future if TFC doesn't, you know, squish it out of him. But uh, B-minus. He's not quite succumbed to the entire sophomore slump, but he didn't rise above it either. All um, right. Zero. Yeah, C-minus. I would go full-on D. 
Um, yeah, he kind of came here, looked kind of done, then was just on the bench forever, then came back and didn't look all that great, but, you yeah, know, C-. Agreed. Not because I want to, but well. because I have to. I, You know, I have a lot of time for oh, him. I know, I but, know. Um, look at you being all fair. No, listen, he's he was done. His legs can't get him into those positions Remember anymore where he's effective. Yeah. That was ugly. He's got, obviously he's got the spirit to want to come off the bench. He wants to, we have saw it in the late, late parts of the season especially. Um, obviously yeah, he, obviously he has the drive, but I don't think his body has it left in him. And I don't know quite where he fits in next season. I mean, obviously he's not going to retire because they would have made a much bigger deal about it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting if he comes... How could he be more of a part-time player than he was this year, really? That's, a, that's, a, that's a, quite a cap hit to keep a guy around for a sentiment. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, C plus. Um, plus? Yeah, C plus. Um, uh, yeah, that first appearance was, was painful. It was really hard to watch. But uh, not to say that... Like for for the amount of money that they pay him, you're right. Like it's not it's not good business at all. But um, for what he contributed in the last third of the season, you know, pretty much took him from like a D minus to to that. He was never gonna he was never gonna get out of the C's unless of course he just started burying them and end the season with twelve goals. But uh, he, he can he adds a spark, but it's not it's not that magician's touch that we're like. When I think of what he what he did in two thousand was two thousand ten two thousand nine, like it's not that's not that's gone. He's probably got one of those a season now instead of two a game. So if he's going to be around as a talisman of some kind or you know glorified mascot, so be it. But he can <laughs> he can retire halfway through the season when we need the cap space to sign somebody. Exactly. Yeah, this is true. Why not? Why not just start making Straight up that to the wall of honor? Did start making the wall of honor. Assistant coach yeah. job. Exactly. Scarborough Heritage Night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm there. Oh. Gotta 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 <laughs> gotta pander them. I had C minus. Yeah, just <clears throat> frustrating. And and uh, but honestly, also not surprising. I don't know that I expected much more of him. I think I expected a bit more. Yeah, I was. Well, that, I, I that was first, surprised. Those, yeah. those first couple games. It no, was his, like, his physical drop off did did yeah. uh, alarm me. I was surprised at how much uh, speed he'd lost, especially. Well, and I also think, though, they did make a mistake in trying to use him as a starter at all. That was always... Yeah, I think it was hard not to at first because of the way he rejoined the team and his legacy here. I understand that, but it really highlighted his deficiencies. It didn't happen. It It didn't last very long. No, it didn't. I feel like it was worth a shot, but yeah, Yeah. it didn't last long. Yeah, it's worth a shot for a guy who's done that that much in the league. Impactful, super sub... Here's the guy who's going to come in and change the game and save the game. That yeah. was something. You had to see, though. You had to you had I to guess. give it a run to see if he still yeah. could bring it. Well, he can't. No, I enjoy him, but if he was anybody else and we were thinking of bringing a guy back on that cap hit for Not eight or ten minutes of spirit, we'd say, yeah. Fagundes. Crazy. Yeah. All right, and finally, our uh, feature captain, Michael Bradley. Uh, I'll go with B+. Plus. He did a lot of good things. He's clearly a good player. There was issues there, I think. It just doesn't look like we ever figured out a way to uh, properly use him, or at least not in a way that he was on board with. And, you know, who knows exactly how much of a role he had in, you know, oh, Nelson's got to go. But, uh, yeah, B+. Plus. A lot, if the rumours are true. 
Mm. Yeah, um, agreed. B plus mainly because there was matches where his class was so far above the people mm-hmm. around him, and you're like, yeah. look at what he's capable of doing. But yeah, the, I think the frustration and what kept him from being okay. We've talked about this before. Fifteen months on the trot, probably of, of being a footballer without major rest and playing hurt on that yeah foot for how long? And, and, a, and a big change, you yeah. know, in coming from Syria back to MLS is that's a massive thing and being part of this big project. We'll see. I think next year will be a much better indication of where he fits in. But all of the problems, like Duncan alluded to, is his use. No one has yet either whether it's coming from him or coming from the coaches or a lack of agreement between the two, they have yet to find on a steady basis the best way to use him. And and that's a shame because we haven't had too many players with his skill level here. Nope. I I gave him an A- and I was kind of ultimately torn because part of me was like terribly frustrated with how effective he should have been over the course of the season. And uh, I kind of had to rationalize a couple of things. The, you know the talent gap between who he's used to playing with in uh, at Roma and who he's used to playing with here, um, a lack of clear strategy, a lack of of a pathway as to how to use him properly. Like there were point, there were plenty of points where you saw his quality. It was just completely misused for the team around him or the situation. Um, his hustle was crazy. He was up and down the pitch. After mostly in the second half of the season, I like I started. I started to understand why he's a big deal. No pun intended uh, with the bloody big deal. But uh, I started to become a fan and started to become empathetic to where he is. And some of the comments he said at least leads me to believe that either good PR or whatnot, I'm buying into the fact that he genuinely wants to be here and he wants to fight. And he wants to fight with this club for all of its mistakes. So... He's going to be a good representative of this club if it ever gets good on the pitch. Uh, B-plus for me as well. I think there is so much talent there. And on the games, when he was, when he was able to do whatever it is he does, when they, were, when they were all working together, it was by far and away um, he was the best on the pitch most games. Was for the most part really enjoyable to watch. I think he has the ability to lift other players up around him, which is important for any team to have a player that will make other players better. And yeah, we've talked about the fact that he's been playing for over a year straight. He's been playing hurt. Um, he's been playing in a different league. Always takes them a long time to adjust, regardless of who you are, regardless of your talent level. I uh, you can't point to a single high level player in MLS that has come here from another league. And instantly went like, all right, I'm home. I'm good. I can do this. They all have an adjustment period. Uh, Duncan's like, I will prove her wrong. Give me two minutes while I mentally run through. Oh, come on. I was just going to say, Jermaine Jones has done quite well these last few months. But he at least did give himself a bit of a break after the World Cup. And yeah. parted with Mike Tyson and everything. And then That's true. That's that, true. That seems to be the key to it. All right, all right. I might give you Jermaine Jones. We'll see how the Revs do. Possibly a part of the Michael Bradley conundrum with TFC, too, is, and we've said this over the season, they never expected to have Michael Bradley. Right. He was never in their plan. He was this never. Was not, if Ryan Nelson had You don't build any, your team. Yeah. You build if, it differently. Whatever Ryan Nelson was aiming for. Was not that. 
Well, we don't know what it was exactly, but... but it was with Matthias Laba. Yes. Quite happily sitting uh, in that holding role. Which a mu- he's a much different player. It still makes me cry. Yeah, mm. well. We got, think, we got loads back from him. I think you know, Bradley is clearly a better player than Laba, but yep. Laba would have fit with what Ryan Nelson was trying to do better. And with the but players that... Hopefully, when we figure out what we're going to do with Michael Bradley, that will eventually be better than what we would have done with Mike with Matthias Laba, so but we haven't seen that quite yet. So overall, a fairly horrible, horrible midfield. Well, boring, yeah. average. Like if I average it all out, it's going to be a C or a C minus probably yeah. for the it's entire be- midfield. It is below average and with no depth. That is again. This is a team that we were. It, we look back at previous incarnations of TFC and the year before that, and the year before that. Yes, horrible, horrible team. They were. They were terrible. And is it a better team now? Yes. I'm not talking about points and results. It's just a better team. There are better players. The quality is better. Whether they're put together properly, obviously they haven't been. But, again, as we do these sections and I start going through the players, I'm struck by... Look at that list mm-hmm. and how many are left and pick a couple of guys there to play on the wing. Exactly. There's... Mm-hmm. It's like, Wolf. um... <laughs> you know, crickets. Uh-huh. It's, it's frightening. It, it is frightening. So, this, uh... We've got a good call. It's much improved. Yep. I think player to player, this is grossly underperforming. Like, massively underperforming. I uh, like, don't know. Who do you get more out of there? Other than Osorio and... Bradley? You know, you okay. You hope you get a hot streak from Adira. Yeah, like, there's... Like, he's never shown consistency he's, over He's career. got like 14 or 15 goals in a season once I think when he was with Chicago. Maybe Columbus. I think it was a, a blip in his career. Oh, yeah, though, if you look I was at it. Yeah. you're hoping for a blip. You, yeah. hope, that, you hope that Dan yeah. Lovitz is that's learning. A, that's a tough way to build and a suddenly, mm-hmm. you know. Well, yes, it is. You hope that Dan Lovitz becomes what Mark Bloom was in the first half of this season, in his second year, that he's able to elevate. That's his such game. a TFC thing, though. Of course, it's such a TFC thing, and they so should try to elevate it. guys who are of a lower level or who are still too young and inexperienced. He's not that young. Love it? Yeah, he's don't forget NCAA guys are not nineteen years old when they come out of the super draft. But why why does young have to be sub twenty? Why can't guys still be considered young and in the infancy of their careers when they're twenty one, twenty two? Because why do they have to be in the ascendancy right then? I wouldn't say they have to be in the ascendancy, but I mean we're you know, obviously love was used to more European model where young kids just breaking in where you give them all the breaks that that implies are like 17, 18, yeah. 19. And I know if you're that. 21, 22, you know, you should be, you know, pretty much... You should be a finished product coming out of... Out of but this is, but that's not where we are. No? This is the difference. This is... There are some differences in this league that we as fans have, at some point in time, have to embrace or accept a little bit more than we do. True, but I think it's fair so, to say you have about one year... And I'm not disagreeing with that. From NCAA to becoming... Sure, and he's had it, a year, so there's an off... You know, there, yeah. He had flashes of good yeah. things. I mean, with the academies and everything, it is generally getting younger. I mean, And they're trying to... Right, but yeah. we don't have that gap yet. We don't have the USL Pro. We don't have an ASL team. Like, There's not a section for them to develop, so we've got to give the NCAA guys at least an option. You can't just be one and done with them, I don't think. I don't think that's fair. Unless they really, know. really, really suck. And he didn't really, really suck. No, but he's also uh, saying that he's an option to start next year. Is I didn't say he was an option to start. I said if you were hoping that he had... Mark Bloom shouldn't have started this year, but he did. But he acquitted himself okay. He also wasn't an NCAA guy. He had come out of 
uh, he lower a lower the, division. True. He worked his way through the up the hard way, and, yeah. but at the same time, when he got here, he was arguably a pro. You know, he spent he did his time in 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 with PDL, did his time in 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 NASL, earned earned his keep, literally earned his keep. Everyone else has kind of had it had had it handed to them, either NC, like handed to them NCAA wise or, you know, have come through other other means. Mm-hmm. So. So there. Wow, mm-hmm. I have been put there. in my place. I feel... We are down on Levitz. Apparently. He stinks. <laughs> down on Levitz. <laughs> <laughs> players, the player moves for TFC are already happening pre-draft. But I thought we had a core group! (laughs) We now bid a a sad, or not, farewell to Jeremy Hall. Mm. I know who. (laughs) (laughs) And I, in particular, so sad about this. Say goodbye to my my favorite uh, eye candy. I mean, hashtag... Uh, Andrew Wiedemann. That's so sexist. The it's girl. The girl. Come on, that was the best hashtag ever. Wet Wiedemann. Everyone mm. knew it. Everyone used it. I, I, that's my gift to you, TFC fans. He scalds when it rains. He scalds when it rains. Exactly. He's Wet Wiedemann. He, he scalds when, when it rains. rains. <laughs> it's true. Come on, that goal against Columbus, that was you. Sure. But the question is, well... Jeremy Hall was barely used this year. Wiederman a bit more, but good community guys. The guys aren't really going to play. They're going to like fill out your bench a little bit, but they're going to be facing the community. They obviously participate in all the community events. They were the leaders for that, both of them. Is Should teams like TFC find a way to keep guys like this around? Only if it's in a club ambassador role. Yeah. You don't use spots on your roster for them. Especially with a team with this much talent issue. I mean, not to say that whoever they could re- whoever they could be replaced by would be much better or worse, but if you're not using them, you may as well go try to find somebody else. Well, you know, they're clearing the decks too. They've got four first round draft picks. Oh yes, three. Three. Sorry, mm. my apologies. Still, three first round draft picks. You will expect mm. them. They will expect to have three of those guys on the roster. Yes. Just as is super draft first round pick, we'll or have a place on the being club. Being traded or, for something, yes, well, yes, useful, whatever. But yeah, I was talking about a regular club. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect those empty spots to be go. Out, they're going to go out and fill them with, you know, a starter from another club or anything. I think they're just making space. Well, I think it was telling, especially in Jeremy Hall's um, place, was that when there were midfield woes, he still wasn't. Called to play. Well, he wasn't good enough. Let's be. No, let's I know. Be, yeah, and as we Kyle said, Kyle Becker was constantly preferred to him. Colin Warner was brought in exactly. to play the position that he could have filled when they decided, all right, we're going to have a defensive midfielder behind Bradley. Yeah. That could have been Jeremy Hall. Yeah. Well, nice guys, yeah. but hey, not not at this level. If you wanted to keep them around as as ambassadors, go get that USL Pro team, hire them for them. 
there's still TFC players. They're still out yeah, in the community. Not. You know, there's like there there would be a way around it, but that's not going to happen. And not at their wage. No, I know. But also too, like, what's the likelihood that a that Wiedemann or Hall are going to land firmly on their feet at another MLS team? I'd say highly unlikely. Yeah. It, so it's either small NASL, chance for Weeds, no chance for Hall. Yeah. NASL. Level. NASL. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. They go play with Adrian. He's a champ. Yeah, he, he is. He's a champ. Yeah. All right. Well, in other hilarious, well, typical TFC news, uh, today, uh, earlier today, the TFC Twitter account accidentally tweeted the link to the details for this year's season seat holder. God, that's so cumbersome to say. Can't we just say season ticket holder? Why sure. do we have to say season seat holder? Because it's an experience. Oh, right. I forgot. Tickets don't have an experience. <laughs> Seats do. Seats do. Seats. Mm. Oh, yes. If seats could talk. Mm. Especially ours. What are you sitting us? <laughs> Sit here all nice, waiting every game. Anyway, it was very. It was quickly deleted, but a couple enterprising VMP fans had saved that link. And sources. sources. Unnamed sources. Sorry. Source close to VMP sent us the link so we were able to review it a couple hours before the mass emailing went out to those of you who are and now you can hear this three days after you exactly. got the email it sounds so newsy doesn't it <laughs> if only but nothing too shocking the prices are frozen for current season uh, ticket holders as long as as long as you make it under the giant ticking clock if not it's like the three times clock. the price yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I, I could see yeah, everyone saying, hmm, "Well, fine, I'll renew," but I'm not going to do it until right at the last minute, and then all of a sudden the internet oh, crashes on oh, December 15th. Yes. problems. <laughs> yeah, until the 16th, yeah, and you know yours for hundred dollars now. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Out there. <laughs> Similar uh, payment schedule for those of you who like to break mm. it all up and not give Emily all your money all at once. Oh, like, they're going to get it anyway. I like to spread it out and make them wait. Yeah, um, yeah you really make you really hold their feet to the fire. Absolutely. That'll teach you. Oh, if only we had that fifty dollars from Kristen Knowles. Hey, hey. Don't knock my fifty dollars. I mint it specially. I mean what? And so you have until May to pay for your tickets. Relocation process though is the one thing that's kind of different. Because of the renovations, uh, the relocation process is going to be online. <laughs> That'll go well. That's going to work and perfectly. Not available until February. Not a, yeah. not a hiccup to be had. <laughs> nope, nope. Especially those people in the East stand whose current seats are disappearing. This is going to work great for them. And that is the interesting part is that the so the the new seats as will be set when we get to go to BMO in May are only on the East stands. Was it eight thousand, eighty four hundred, eighty five hundred? Sure. What did the fancy video say? Like 8,400, I would That say. sounds vaguely It was right. quick, and then they got straight into the low <laughs> Exactly, seats. right mm. into the luxury boxes. Um, so that will be You've the... you got to meet the demand. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the demand of the future. Of the future. future. <laughs> demand future is of very demanding. When we say future, we mean future. Leafs and Winter Classics. Yes. Uh, and the Argos, their first two or three seasons here are going to be great. Amazing. And then... I've left the most important part to the very end, though, oh, okay, sorry. which is oh, the exclusive oh, season seed holder experience. Tell us more. When you renew your account, okay, okay, boy, settle down. Mm. When you renew your account, what happens? 
you eventually, eventually, not right away, in two months' time, get to sign up for a chosen experience Ooh. based on occupancy levels. Ooh. What are the experience options? Tell us, Kristen, tell us. So, shall I? No, they're all equally exciting, so I'm just going to read from the top down because I couldn't possibly rank these. Please do. Uh, the Real Sports Bar and Grill Meet and Greet. That's the one Ooh, I want to do. I love meat. You get to uh, meet the Toronto FC management in an intimate setting. Oh, Ooh. that's the one I want to do. Intimate. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Will he keep the beard on? <laughs> oh. <laughs> dunces from Bez. Cognac for Exactly. And the next yeah. one that is a natural leader right after that one is the GM's Breakfast. Mm. Oh, that's yes. the one I want to do. Bezbachenko shows you his sausage. Gourmet breakfast. That is gourmet. That sounds more intimate to me. Sausage patty. Uh, and then there's the open <laughs> practice, because we're all open here. Oh, open oh yes. That's the one I'm going to skip. <laughs> Rolling out the welcome mat. You don't have to tell your wife about that one. It's an open practice. After the practice, the members of the team are going to stick around. <gasps> honey, honey, just give it a chance. Just, give, just try it. Let's just try it. Now, this one, you know, we we'll be serious about this one, guys. You get to see the Academy play, and you get a tour of uh, KTG, which I want it to be like oh. Kevin T. Garnett or something gives us the tour. <laughs> He's a big guy. He, it takes a long exactly. time to walk around. I know. Yeah. He's you fine. know what? They should just start calling it the KTG, because once you realize what it stands for, it's really disappointing. Plus, it sounds like a rich man's club. Oh. <laughs> hey, 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 Tony, what are you doing afterwards? I'm going down to the KTG. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to have a few wobbly pops. Oh. Oh, is there space? Mm. Yeah. We'll try Not to get your you. name on the list, <laughs> but for no promises. The yeah. KTG is really hard to get into. <laughs> now, the next one is an opportunity for those of us who... Uh, don't sit maybe in the most expensive seats or have access to the fancy suites. You get to be a temporary denizen of the Rogers Club Lounge. <gasps> temporary Rogers. For a private chalk talk. Chalk talk. Chalk talk after dark. Mm. A temporary Rogering. <laughs> <laughs> this won't last. Then the summer barbecue. Who doesn't like some grilled meat mm. up at the KTG? <laughs> Long way to go for a burger. Foie gras everywhere. But, but, unlike all the other experiences that are good for you and one guest, this one allows you to bring up to three guests. Ooh. Muffy. Well then. Exactly. Can my butler come? Groups are welcome. <laughs> Next is the coaches clinic. I got room. Plus mm. two. Mm. Which is... Coach's clinic. Yeah. They tend to your... The first team <laughs> tend to your maladies. <laughs> you get to sit there and watch real training... Real coaches oh, tell, but, tell Vanny how to do his job. Exactly. Jason Bent checks you for a fever. <laughs> uh, this one, totally serious, guys. Serious faces. Oh. The skills and drills for kids. Aw. Mm, no joke here. Not allowed. <laughs> Every kid needs a drill. <laughs> Get to work! Get to work, you little bastard! Brought to you by Black and Decker. Yes. My favorite part of that one, though, is the day will conclude with a behind-the-scenes facility tour and a nutritious meal in the team's Aww. cafeteria. 
Not touching that. Not touching that. And then finally, last but not least, is the fantasy clinic. Ooh. He's your best Bachenko. He dances for money. Allocation money. (laughs) Here in this envelope, should you decide to accept it, the keys to the fantasy clinic. Eyes wide shut but, is also the TFC scouting no, policy. But wait, but wait. To get to this fantasy, you must answer questions. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. There's more? No, no, because the, the, very, the last little line of the fantasy clinic experience is sign up includes access for one adult participant, 18 plus. Ooh. <laughs> this is an adults only experience. Dear Penthouse Forms. <laughs> So, for those of you who are single and looking pausing the podcast and quickly renewing your tickets, because you can't do both, clearly. Um, I will is... when I can stand up properly. <laughs> Whoa! Well, then. <laughs> um, the one thing we haven't talked about, and I'm just going to mention really briefly, is that for those of you who are current season t- ticket holders and decide not to renew your tickets by the 15th, yeah, they're going to jack your prices way, way up. And They're rolling it back to 2012 prices. Exactly. It's going to be ugly. So for those of you that are renewing, I've been asking a few of you for your responses. And so far it's about 50-50. I've only heard from about 15 people who've agreed to renew their tickets. The rest of you are very unhappy. Do it now. Save yourself some money because Lord knows this club has taken enough of our money over the years. You are the last drink I from TFC are actually off doing something other than you know, going out about the town Carol Beck the is going to tell them a new culo it's true Shh, give it away. Mm. we've got five TFC players off with the Canadian men's national team uh, Dero, Daniil Ashton, Oso and Becker and they are off playing Panama and here with a little scouting report on the Panamanian team is Mr. Tony Walsh thanks Kristen jump back What's that sound? Here they come, full blast and top down. Hot shoes, burning down the avenue. Now they're model citizens, but zero discipline. (laughs) Don't you know they're coming home with three? Three what? We'll lose them in the turn. Oh. They'll get us. Oh. Panama. Panamaha. Panama. Right. Panamaha. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing like them. They're shining machine. They've got the feel for the wheel. They keep their moving parts clean. Hmm. Yes. Mm. 
Hot shoes burning down the avenue once like again. Like they, they, have, they, they have pace. They have, they, they have pace. Oh, I see. I see. The They've got an on ramp coming through their locker room. Is that oh. Wow. Don't you know they're coming home with three? We're, we're going to score three goals. You keep coming back to this. No, it's Panama. They're oh. going. They're, they're uh, going. Great. Gotcha. That's not... We'll lose them in the turn. So we're going to win four three. <laughs> They'll get us. Panama. Panama. Uh-huh. Yeah. Panama. Uh-huh. Panama ha 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 ha. <laughs> well then. Yeah, we're running. We're running a little bit hot tonight. I'm afraid. We can barely see the road from the heat coming off it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, right it does get hot down there. Yeah. And you know the refs. They'll reach down between my legs, ease the seat back. That's always the way it goes. <laughs> They're blinding. I'm flying right behind the rearview mirror now. I've got the feeling. There's power steering. Pistons popping. Mm. Ain't no stopping now. Panama. 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 Yeah. Kristen? Thanks, Tony. He was flying above the studio during that whole thing. <laughs> Yeah. As if on a wire. Duncan was hitting a giant symbol full of glitter. Yes. Diamond Tony. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, now that we've had that, we'll find out what happens later. We'll talk to you about this next week. Hey everybody! It's Bitchy Blaze! Panaka! Panaka! <laughs> Good day, everybody. It is time for this week's edition of Bitchy Blanks, the hashtag game that refuses to take itself seriously. Why would it? Exactly. It's too cool for that. I take it seriously. (laughs) Well, you're the only one. Last week's Bitchy Blank was, in his end-of-season presser, Michael Bradley listed a number of things the team needs. After more personality, leaders, and competitors, TFC needs blank. Before we get to this week's winner, what did you find, gentlemen, have for this blank? TFC needs an expanded playoff format. The 16 out of 20 teams, we've got a chance. Ooh, I like that. May have to go to 20 out of 20 to be well, on the safe side. Surely this year they could guarantee that. Oh, I'm that great core group. <laughs> <laughs> that we talked about earlier. Good point. 20 out of 20 teams it is. Yes. Tony? Less vannies, more mannies. Ooh. You want know men? Manly men. Not mannies, like some Manicures? Hispanic dude's name. No, not mannies. Oh, because I like... Manny petties. Because like petties, because like, like Richard Petty. Male mannies? Yes, that's right. <laughs> to take care of those brats. Yeah. Don't know how we don't deserve that training Darren around. Darren D was right. Exactly. Brats. TFC, TFC needs topical cream because of that mange that we discussed earlier where if you, you just keep scratching and it's all raw. and Yeah, that topical cream. Topical? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> TFC uh. needs couples therapy, but in the expanded version. I think they need to go to therapy every hour of every day. <laughs> Forget learning anything. Clearly this is, this is under the surface. They're just not communicating. And if they could just, you know, form, you know, we talked about trust circles and trust falls and trust exercises mm. last week. 
I think clearly, you know, the defense needs to meet with the midfield. We need to have like the wingers and the fullbacks. Like they just, there needs to be um, an airing of their feelings and they need to learn to really communicate from the core level. Okay. It's important. And in shucks. And in shucks. Well, and Red Thread to bind them together Lots at therapy. Nuxions. Yeah. Mm. Dream catchers. <laughs> Shh, that's this year's giveaway. However, our winner of this week's Bitchy Blank is a new player at uh, Olo114, Alex Lach, or however you say your last name if I'm pronouncing it wrong. I'm sorry. Lach. Lach. Lich. <laughs> His answer is that TFC needs more Heritage Nights. That was clearly the problem, yes. Absolutely. Yes. I, I know I felt bereft of yes. Heritage Nights. So did the local Nepalese community. Yes. That's right. They They're were still cruelly pissed. left behind. When is our night? They're still <laughs> pissed that they keep getting snubbed by the Marleys. So. Yeah. Mm. At least you can put them upstairs, too. They're fine with it. Yeah, that's true. Sherpas. That's racist? No. They're good climbers. <laughs> okay. They have fantastic lung capacity. It's true. This week's Bitchy Blank is inspired by the Shiva's Dispersal Draft. If you could disperse anything from TFC, you would disperse blank. Huh. As always, please send your answers to us on the Twitters at Vocal Minority Pod. No A in the vocal. In the comments on our website, vocalminoritypodcast.blogspot.ca. And in the comments over at Waking the Red when it gets posted there. Play often. And uh, I will try to catch up on, on my reading at work. If not, Duncan will read them for me. Yes. Congratulations on reading. Exactly. Yeah, good job, man. He's my bitchy mm. blank wrangler. Nice. Mm. He got a promotion. Nice. I know. Oh my, so tell what you wear. I wear a black tuxedo, black tuxedo, black, 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 black. A black tuxedo with a cumber band jam. Talk slang with the ladies hang. Running more hoes and Cast your minds back to last June when we had our first ever awards, the 30s. Now... Rolling forward, far past the end of the season, we bring you the Vocal Minority Podcast End of Season Awards. Welcome to the Fullies. Mm. Oh. We've got a glittering cast of nomination categories. I saw Tara Reed in the hallway. <laughs> Voice of a generation. Mm-hmm. Mitsu's covering it for French radio. Yes. Boys of a nation. <laughs> <laughs> With the first category of the night, it's the Mike on Santos and Mike Sanders Award for Alter Ego of the Year. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to go with Old Gil. Uh, that that would be my my ballot cast. Mm-hmm. Um, it was such a charming little story of Brazilian comes in and can't find the back of the net, and, and all of a sudden he he blossoms into this fantastic striker. With one fight over a ball. It's a heartwarming tale. Mm-hmm. I too have Gil. Old Gil. Old Gil. An alter ego, alter ego. So perfect that it is actually, you know, it's part of the TFC fan lexicon now. Yeah. I'm going with uh, poor Mark Bloom. Because, you know, I mean, yeah, he doesn't earn as much as many of others, but he's still making like around about 50 grand roughly. His wife's in the Navy. They're solidly middle class. They're doing fine. There's no need for the Mark Bloom so poor jokes, but they're fun. <laughs> and good for you, Mark Bloom, for standing up and saying, yes, the wages are shit here. 
I went for caveman backup keeper Chris Konopka. Otherwise, he'd break a ward. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so old Gil, old Gil, Gil, the, the old Gil gets the, the uh, unsurprising gets the fully. alter you. Congratulations, congratulations, Gil. Gilberto, on, on your first fully award for your alter ego. Up next, MySpace presents the TFC Twitter Moment of the Year. For me, it was the the tragedy that was a young man who comes over from Cyprus, tries to make a home, and then forced, not by not of his hand, to another foreign land. It's still Montreal, but I'm calling it foreign for the sake of this narrative. Hashtag inhumane. Inhumane. Let's make it two. I also had inhumane, the Issy Nakajima Farron story. As did I. Inhumane. Should have wow. hit the post. Yeah, he should have. It's true. I don't have a specific hashtag or specific tweet, but just the, the general feeling when mm-hmm. you know Nelson got fired, they had that conference, the, and then, oh, Defoe was going as well, and just the uh, the sort of meltdown, the, the shit showy meltdown that occurred at that time was perhaps the, the best Twitter moment, but there's no real defining hashtag for it. But yeah. Anyway, AC Nakajima wins! That's the only thing you're going to win probably ever in no, LS. No, no, I'm no. sure somebody else has got a better art studio than him anyway. Now, paint a picture of your fully award with the head of a tiger in a tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> Crying. Black tuxedo. Weeping. That would be perfect. On to the next award. Honest Jim's used Saturn car dealership presents the least untrustworthy staff member. Uh, Bezbachenko. Don't trust that guy at all. I went with Ryan Nelson. Least untrustworthy. It's a most, double negative. Most trustworthy. Oh, you mm. clever bastard. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Controversy at the mm. Fullies. Yes. Fucking narratives. I think Ryan Nelson was too honest for his own good. With the benefit of going third, I also agree <laughs> that Ryan Nelson is by far and away the least untrustworthy <laughs> member of the staff. Make that three as I quickly change my vote. <laughs> I so you're big right. on trusting Bezbachenko, <laughs> are you? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's got the stats to back him up. He's the man with the numbers. All right. Ryan Nelson, wherever you are on your winery, exactly. enjoy your Fully Award. The Chianti. <laughs> and up next, Laura Mercier Body Care presents the Ooh. Dub for Men, Jermaine Defoe's greatest achievement in the field of the Defoe arts. I'm going to nominate his, uh, his opening his account so early in his, let's be honest, Long MLS career. Mm, Storied. That's very nice. That's very nice and genuine of you. Tell legend and song. Absolutely. I went for his amazing Toronto Life full page insert, which gave us so many extra Mm. insights into the man that is Jermaine Defoe. Did you know he's got two phones? Apparently. Mm -hmm. And one Bible. I too went with the Toronto Life spread. The, uh, the, 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 I was drawn in by the story of the watch with the black diamonds. Mm-hmm. It was just so heartwarming and mm-hmm. yeah. touching. Very personal. 
I feel it, it very uh, the the Dove Laura Mercier thing just very neatly encapsulated him at TFC. You know, TFC is Dove. We're paying him the money. He's he's making a big deal. Hey, oh yeah, look at me, Dove. Really? Ooh, yeah. But really, yeah, no, he's he's off. You know, flirting with Cupia, Tottenham, whoever Laura Mercier might actually be. And um, the club. They're in the French League. I was actually going to what his his best achievement was the uh, that big press conference that he gave uh, when he uh, came back and he's uh, all like talking about how uh, all these rumours are absolute like rubbish and you know, he's never ever like said that he wanted to leave a club or anything like that. Just as if he imagines that no one in North America could possibly know anything that ever went on in England. All right, got to go. Uh, mm. um, so, yeah. Was, yes. That was, that was and a nice addition to that is his cartoon escape from that meeting. Yeah, he flew where the outline, out of where that. Where his smoky outline was left at the table. Yes. Mm. So, in a squeaker, the Toronto Life article, Takes which life. enlightened us on who is Jermaine Defoe? The man behind the Yes. Black Diamond. On MTV. Up next, the least missed departed player, brought to you by Air Canada, where missed departure really isn't such a bad thing. See, now I've got now I've got to reread it. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> another double. You don't miss this person. That's what we're getting at. I'll start. I went with Step Over King Alvaro Ray. I miss Ray. You I do don't too. really. It's a shame about Ray. Well, I don't. <laughs> I went with Boss. Not because I disliked him, but because I pretty much forgot about him altogether. Mm. <laughs> Even when the defense was dying for someone to right. come in, I was like, oh yeah, there's that guy. I, I honestly almost struggled to remember his name a couple times, which is kind of uh, sad. Fair enough. Considering See, the length of it. Yes, yeah. it's a distinctive <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. See, I want to change it to hers, but I put down Julio Cesar. Oh, I miss him. <laughs> what? You, what? you don't care about Julio? No, no I, I miss him the least. Fair All right. I expanded this question a little to be least missed departed ex-player, but it's still someone who left this year. And Jim Brennan, who do you think we we finally rid, <laughs> we finally rid ourselves of Jimmy Job for Life Brennan? So, yeah. The well, ruling committee has come down with a decision, and the winner yeah. is Jim, Jim Brennan. Brennan. Yeah. Brennan. Well done. Up next. The White Pheasant Ice Cold Toilet Seats presents Best Bench Warmer. <laughs> I'll start, and I went with something we mentioned earlier in the show Dan Lovitz for his commitment to jogging hard and jogging early. I did actually say the same thing, but now I'm thinking about it. Was he keeping the bench warm at that time? Ooh. So he's not a good bench warmer. But he is warmer, a bench is he? warmer. Mm. He By was the best, the best citizen of the bench, but was he warming the bench? Mm. I don't think we're talking He's about leaving. the temperature of the bench necessarily. <laughs> it says best bench warmer. <laughs> to be fair, after the whole least untrustworthy thing, you kind of have to yeah. go literal. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I did also go with Lovitz because you know, he's so key and an eager out there as a sub. D Love and Special Sauce. Nice. nice. That's three. All right. Mailed in. Consensus Claxon? Dial it up. Claxon. <laughs> 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 what yeah. the hell? That was the that was the, the, that was the <laughs> old lady getting attacked. Claxon. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst Claxon ever. I played it for you last week. Yes, Dan. Wow. Running gag. All puppy love it. Wins. All four one. 
It's a sweep for Dan Lovitz. Daniel, Danny, Daniel J. Lovitz. Up next, the biggest PR failure. Brought to you by Barry's Big Bloody Eel Farm. <laughs> you can tell it's a Barry's brand eel by the blood and the girth. Barry's. Girthy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, we're not depthy, so we might as well be I will go. My biggest PR failure, among the many, was Greek Heritage Night. Not only for its <laughs> lack of souvlaki, or anything, or even a picture of uh, you know, Mr. Papadopoulos from Webster... It was the only thing Greek that night was a techno version of the Zorba the Greek theme played at halftime. That was their nod to the fine Greek community in Toronto. Uh, I believe the biggest PR failure is truly the big picture. You could start it from whenever the season officially began to whenever the officially the season ended. The entire season of 2014 is by far and away the biggest PR nightmare train wreck Titanic ship sinking you could possibly have. Uh, I'm going to go with the Donegal Henry situation, which uh, pretty big too. just played out throughout the whole season. We didn't know, and then uh, uh, he was in Cyprus the whole time, and then over uh, here, I just... Why not, why not just tell us? Maybe that wasn't the real Donnell Henry all year. It was Cyprus. <coughs> maybe, this, maybe the Cypriot sent us uh, some kind of droid. That's good. That's Cypriot yeah, droid technology is advanced. D zero Neil Henry. <laughs> I wore uh, on on my ballot for this one. I, I originally had Issy's release. It's on his birthday for, for goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but then I decided I didn't really care. I actually went with Defoe. In general. It, just in general, just the the the, the build up, the the commercials, the the lauding, the but it would also in the end the lack of PR support for him. Like it was. It was overdone to start with, and then they were so quick to drive the "we want nothing to do with you" PR bus over him. They call it the mommy bus. <laughs> well, mm. exactly, and that to me was just start to finish on every level of marketing PR you could possibly, you know, have in print, TV, radio, internet, whatever. They Fagundes. So, that's just my vote. I vote for her. You, you already the, voted. The girl. I, I clearly gave my vote to Daniel Henry. Yeah. No, but it's a tiebreaker, so... It's true, we've all voted for something. Most compelling. A.K.A. the girls. Because this is highly unlikely, the unsponsored best moment of the year. Uh, I'm going with uh, Gilberto versus Defoe uh, in New York. Uh, the free kick was given. Gilberto's got the ball. Defoe wants the ball. Gilberto's not giving it up. Defoe stomps off. Gilberto scores. Everyone laughs. Good times. Genuinely, seriously, good times. Excellent moment. I went with, uh, and this is sentimental and mushy, but other than a few exciting wins and goals, my best moment is still Okanda from the home opener. I honestly, thoroughly enjoyed that, everybody singing it, and I know it's silly. I don't even necessarily, I like that song. It just, it was sort of nice to be back with the fans and with my friends. And you, you don't like the song? I think she did. I didn't. I she, took it back. She backed out of it. Just like, <laughs> That's a hot oh, track. Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> but no, that was, that was, I don't know. It was just a nice moment. All right. And it stuck with me. Because I have a small town Toronto syndrome, my favorite moment was having Julio Cesar's face come up during the World Cup with Club Toronto FC under it. 
That's kind of, yeah. That's, uh-huh. that's, that's, that's a good one. SDTS affects one in ten Canadians. Especially uh, when you know he, he let in those seven goals against Germany. I couldn't be prouder. <laughs> it all came home. <laughs> it was like, he's ours for sure. <laughs> yeah. My that's favorite. called keeping it real. <laughs> keeping it real? <laughs> My favorite moment of the year, tragically, was one of the games I could not make. I think it was the clash of two heavyweights in the 89th minute where the hero of the piece, Joseph Bendick, picks up the villain, Felipe, and tries to get him off the pitch. I felt that that was probably some of the best television that was I've ever witnessed. Yes. A vote for the pickle slam. Yeah. I say four-way tie. <laughs> Everyone gets a piece of the award. <laughs> Except O Canada, because Kristen doesn't like that song. Yes. Yes. Not edited. Shut up. Up next, it's the Miguel Mista Ferrer Memorial Goal of the Year. Well, I actually have Gil's goal against New York for this one. The drama, the build-up, the goal itself, plus the reaction from everybody, that's an iconic goal that I think any TFC fan will remember and will continue to talk about for years to come, or at least until next season when he's no longer with us. For a year to come. Exactly. <laughs> it's more moment than goal, really. It's, it's a nice moment goal. with a goal in the We're checking the rule book. Technically, a goal was scored. We're, <laughs> yes. we're allowing a <laughs> goal. <laughs> what she described was a much larger moment. She's wordy. It's no different than a builder. <laughs> Interesting. All right, well, um, I'm going with Gilberto's goal uh, at home against Chicago. Where he's Ooh. kind of put through, he rounded the goalie and uh, knocked it in, and then I'm hypocritically going to get into. I enjoyed his celebrations and everything and all that mm. afterwards. Mm. Good time. Seems times. like a larger moment. It does seem like a moment. Yes. yes. <laughs> but technically, a goal was scored. Yes. <coughs> oh, I'm fine with the mm. moments. I went with Jermaine Defoe's second goal on opening day against Seattle, because that was the zenith of my excitement for this year. Where I was like, holy Sanchez, this is gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good yeah. That's, that's a pretty fair. good uh, that's a pretty good moment. Um I though this was my second place for a moment of the year. I actually had it written in the name. We're on goal of the year. I know. Yeah. Set up, preface, come on guys. Um It is my goal of the year, even though it's not my be- best moment. Gilberto, Defoe, the wrestle, the shot, the burying, the celebration, the legend. Come on. Gil's first goal wins! Though both of you are super, super valid, as I forgot about the second goal because it was like, oh, it's on. Like, I I had that moment too where where the hairs were standing up in the back, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> He's actually like, going to be really good. I'm going to enjoy this. I mean. It's like, oh, I, I just got the video game system I want, and then you find it later. It's a terrible graphics. Nothing can go wrong now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> top of the world. Top of the world. Top of the world, Ma. So following favorite goal, we go to favorite game. And mine's easy because it follows the same path, and it is the Seattle away. Mostly for the feeling of, wow, we're in for a hell of a ride this year. Little did we know it was... Could you hear Seattle sing at that game? Eh. There was a lot of 60,000 murmurs. Yeah. 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 Uh, I would have said the... First time would be Columbus, like the fourth game of the season, just because I kind of had that feeling. It was like, oh, all right, well, yes, that is generally impressive. We are going to be good. But I'm uh, going to go with the away win in Montreal, because I was there. First ever away win I've seen. 
comfortable victory. A lot of good times making fun of people in Montreal. And uh, yeah, it seemed like we got the season back on track. Got to solidly get that third place. Yeah, we're not going to catch DC and Kansas City. We're not at that level. But yeah, we can beat the teams below us. We'll get that third spot, no problem. Confidence restored. I'm going to go with the uh, the lovely little comeback against Houston that we had at home. Ah, Down 2-0, yeah. pulled two back before the half, buried them in the second half. Uh, it was absolutely unbelievable in the sense that I watched that. I was there when it happened. <laughs> that sounds like something you read about or you see the highlight package on television. Mm. Nope. There. Proved it. It happened, guys. That was a lot of fun, that game. I genuinely... I wouldn't say I lost it, but I certainly misplaced for a long period of time my shit. <laughs> I concur with my fellow panelists here. I, too, went with the Houston comeback. Did you misplace your shit, too? <laughs> oh, no, I always know where my shit is. Uh, I was, that was just one of those games where it was still early enough in the season or in the part of the season where it was like, okay, wait, this could still be working. Maybe they have sort of started to gel and figured this out because never before have we ever, in my opinion, seen TFC come back like that. That sort of emphatically, it, it, it wasn't. It didn't seem like an accidental comeback. It seemed like a purposeful comeback. This yeah, was. It, it was a lot of it was down to Houston or a crap team. Sure, but, still, but we've lost to plenty of crap teams without coming back. So yeah, usually we just lay down for them. So yeah, two nil. There's no coming back from two nil. Yeah, no. So I that Except is my that time. We did it later in the season against Portland. Yeah. But, uh, this one was more interesting. Oh, you really took the wind out of that award sales. Seriously. Boom. We didn't agree. So you know where your shit is because it was all over that. He doesn't misplace his shit. It's firmly inside of a Thwaite Arms ice cold toilet. Yes. Proud sponsor of the. But we have a clear cut winner for that one. We do, yes. Glad we're running out of trophies. Hey. Up next, the Julian de Guzman Foundation presents. Goat of the year. Tim Bezbacheco. Oh. Thank you. Interesting. Interesting. Mine as well. Oh. I wasn't getting uh, as loose with my interpretation of this. I was sticking to the playing score. Kyle Becker. Because, you know, there's a lot of players who didn't maybe contribute as much as he did because they barely ever played. But he played a lot and he annoyed me a lot and he did nothing. So, yeah, Kyle Becker. See, if I if I missed the part where you said Kyle Becker listened to the description, that would still apply to Tim Bezpachenko. So, yeah, we're on the same <clears> path. <throat> it's true. And I went for a very literal version of it. But now we know it's because it was a Cypriot droid and it's Doniel Henry. Oh, that's harsh. Not because I think he's the GOAT of the year. I'm just pointing out that he was made the GOAT of the year most. Eh, yeah. A lot of blame was put on his head. True. For the early, for the early when the losses started happening in midsummer, then it was a, on a few of his mistakes. But now we know it was just a Cypriot Mediterranean <laughs> robot version of Doniel Henry called D Zero Neil Henry. D- so it's okay. D Zero N E One L Henry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And finally, we wrap up the night with the Wall of Honor brand giant novelty T-shirt. Player of the Year Award! Hey! It's Justin Morrow. Still and Justin if any Morrow. of you say anything different... Still Justin Morrow. Duncan. That seems bad. Um, yeah, I'll go with Justin Morrow. Yeah, he's... Out of safety. Yeah. No, it's not <laughs> safety. He, like... 
Who are you going to argue for instead? Michael Bradley? No, I meant his personal safety from you. Yeah, that's true. Because he's, 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 he's closer. That's right. I can't I, reach you as I feel easily. like you could Because I could tell you're not picking Justin Moore. A few people. You could, like, Bradley, Defoe would both be within the conversation, I think. But, yeah, I'm, I'm good to If go Defoe had... He had a very good half season. Yes. His half season was, was a higher level than anything Justin anything Morrow did. And then agreed. a whole bunch of shit went wrong. So. Yeah. Altogether, Morrow's sort of steady B plus A minus kind of form gets it. My choice is also Justin Morrow. <laughs> so enjoy your fully award, Justin Morrow. Over there with Torsten Frings and Werner Bremen. He'll be very impressed when you whip that Ooh, out of your yes. bag. <laughs> Actually, make Colleen Warner do it. What's he doing there anyway? Well, bring me back a scarf. Thanks. <laughs> All right, well, those were the Fullies. Thank you all for uh, your very considered and thoughtful votes for the various awards. I think... uh, I felt it was special. It's clear that this was a magical season and that I'm not sure that next year's awards will be able to surpass this, but we will do our best. Oh, they won't be till like, late December. Yeah, because we're going... Oh, that's right. We're going to win the league. league. We're going to win the league. They're never going to believe us. But we're going to win the league. All right, as we wind down this week's episode of the podcast, we are going into what is our new favorite segment? Ask VMP. We put the hashtag out there. You asked us some questions. Here's a few of them. So, from Paul Marhu at Grey Paul, he's the artist behind the Eastside stand-up comic, he asks, if his seat disappears in the Nemo Field reno, and it just might based on current drawings, can he come sit with us? Sure. There's plenty of room. Absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing but tourists to the left and the right. It's like farmer plenty. Acres. Next question! Next question is from uh, Matthew Hoffman, I believe. I'm sorry... Matthew, I forgot to record your Twitter handle, so send it to us in the comments at some point in time. He wants to know if, after everything that's gone on with this season, would we be disappointed if Jermaine Defoe returned next year? Ooh. I that's a good question. Oh, that's a serious question. <laughs> we have to He's have just supposed some. to be liked. <laughs> I, I would be disappointed, yes. I, I've had enough of him. I don't want to see him back. Uh, it, would, it would just be a season of glaring at him and... You know, feeling he was just an ungrateful whiner. Yeah, I could. I get the sense that it would be going through the motion city. You know, I'm here for my paycheck type deal. It's uh, it's missed all over again. I think if we can, if he's convinced us to come back and he does actually generally want to be here, he could still be a very good player in MLS. And oh, as sure. much as oh, I yeah. might fucking, I could see him bagging ten goals. Guy, he being could, like it's, you know, I mean, but, he could easily get like twenty odd goals, and then. Eh, but wouldn't it right, just be good. the giant, as big as dark as cloud, hanging over the squad? I don't know. Squad? I don't know that I would be disappointed. Oh, because they all love him. I forgot all his teammates love him. Yeah, I mean, ask uh, LA Galaxy fans from 2009, yeah, 2010. A lot of people had no fucking time for David Beckham. He kept going and whatever. Ooh, they wouldn't talk. They wouldn't. I think. I think Defoe. Sh- I think Defoe shit on TFC worse than Beckham did LA. I I don't know. I feel like there was an equal shitting upon. I think TFC did their best to make him look possibly worse than he made himself look. Mm, why the mom thing? 
the mom thing. Just just what in else? general. What else, though? Lack of PR support from them what, for what, him. What, what, what but, PR support? He fucked off to England every time he got a hangnail. True. <laughs> also, too, I, I, would, I, would, I would dare to think that... Who else that, is going to score goals? Well, that's the club's fault for not building a proper club. That's not... It still doesn't change the fact that Jermaine Defoe acted like an ass. Mm. Anyway, you know, it, it wouldn't make me super angry if he was back. No. I would be more... It's not the anger. It, I would be worried that it would just be this a distraction. massive distraction. And, and, and that, I agree. Yeah. I, I think distraction-wise, yes. I think yeah. talent and play-wise, that there is a possibility for it to happen, but it won't. It would, anger, it would anger me that the club would allow the drama to continue whether what no matter what TFC I know, drama I know, is their but, name. I know, but what I'm saying is that's where my anger would, would be based out of that it's been allowed to continue. That they need to move past they had to move past this episode. Happen. Well no I know they're not gonna ever gonna be good. No oh, no 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 I'm they, here. they might be good. <laughs> I'm here. I'm just saying they're never gonna be drama free. No of course not. Next question Another serious question, folks. Sorry. What? I know. Uh, you guys are so emo on Twitter. I'm sorry, but thanks for they asking questions. They sent us lots of serious questions this oh, week. Is there any, like, non-serious ones? They're so sad. So, from Dwayne. Hi, Dwayne. Hi, Dwayne. Uh, would you support a Toronto-based NASL team if there was one? Yes. Depends on exactly what you mean by Toronto-based. That's yeah. why he's in area. There's various caveats to it. Yeah. A, I distribute something that's owned by somebody other than MLSE. Yes. That would be a huge yes, thing. Yes, that, that's thing. caveat one. Yes. Ooh, yes. Oh, no, that, that's not caveat, and, that's demand yeah. one, yes. I think. Uh, then, yeah, if it's relatively close to me, then, yeah, I would definitely go and support them. And then, as far as them or TFC, who knows, really? I, yeah, I've, I dumped Liverpool for Darlington in the past. Glory Hunter. Yes. <laughs> I, Explains a lot. You know, I would definitely give the NASL team a go, and they I could quite realistically see them becoming the team I mainly adopt in FTFC. Yeah, same thing. It would, it would uh, of course, depend on how it was run. The owners, of course, would be a big thing. Mm. Um, if it was some rich glory hunting owner who loved the sport, that would be fantastic. If it was run like a football club, too, I, you know, I'm I'm a sucker for proper looking, sounding football yeah. club and the experience too. I'm not interested in the increasingly, you know, TFC fireworks and halftime extravagance. Yeah, of, uh, BMO? if it was something that looked and felt like uh, League One or Championship or even League Two in in England, only because like. That's the only thing I can really compare it to yeah. that I know of. That, that would be very interesting to me. I agree. I would be all for it. Um, one of my caveats, much like the NA, the uh, MLSE um, stip, is that I, I, I just want to be treated like with respect. I don't want to be told that you know I'm valued and then, and then have them say, well, we don't want the fans to behave like this even though we use it in the marketing. I don't want to... Um, be told that you know you're the best fans in the league, but we're gonna just bombard you with advertisements everywhere you go. I want to be treated like a customer that matters, and 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 as much as like I would love to see a proper football club with an academy and somebody who just loves the sport, and that's great. But I also want to feel like I can love the love the sport and love the club the way I do love the sport and love club f- football. But I've, I've made no secret that if Hamilton ever gets an NASL team. Even though I will probably still have my DFC season tickets, but I will probably have tickets for them as well. Just 
to put my money where my mouth is and to support a Hamilton football team. Fagundes! Those guys. <laughs> we'll see you in the cup. <laughs> so I, I'm in agreement with all of you in terms of what would make me want to support them and what I sort of sort of would feel I would need from them. But the other thing that makes me interested in having Toronto-based NASL team is as an option for TFC players, like for, you know... Loaning and learning and playing in a but different... But that would mean a connection with yeah, I TFC. Don't want a and I don't, want, I don't want TFC's tendrils in anything. TFC I, hasn't ruined Wilmington. We don't... Nah, that is... But, they're so far removed. I, but they... I, I want, if there's an NASL team I, in Toronto or Toronto area, I want them to play against Toronto in a V-Cup. I don't, okay. And if they're associated, that can't happen because of conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. All right. They have to be independently owned, and I want to see... Toronto Blizzard take on TFC and beat the hell out of them. And that will be a beautiful night. Fair enough. I just think somewhere in this... Could could you imagine two legs in this city? It would be amazing. It would be nuts. I just think somewhere in that mix, they're hot. Maybe not with that, with the whatever potential USL Pro team coming. There's got to be a middle... There's got to be a stepping stone for this team somewhere along the lines, and that's what... Well, the USL Pro option is a very different beast than an NASL team. It's just different, much different level of player, and uh, just a different, you know, construct in the leagues and everything. And of course, the USL would team would be TFC Junior. That's true. Mm-hmm. Official name, like Donkey Kong Junior. Ooh, fun. All right, last question. Last question. It's from this Roz girl again. Oh, I know. Oh my gosh. She's really persistent. Pod Bunny. Oh, seriously. Jeez. I get a lot of messages. Dunk, what would you do in a situation where this person keeps following you around? What would you do? How would you deal with a Roz? Yeah. I think really the, the only real option is just you know, give in with it, go with it, see where it goes. Uh, you know, Hot. Let's, let's get married. <laughs> wow. What Roz, if you're else? listening, <laughs> contact him on Twitter. Tune in, groupies. It's that easy. <laughs> <laughs> The question, sorry. So Rob wants to know, who's next on the Wall of Honor after D-Row? Oh, damn. I know. <laughs> Jesus. They're... Wow, after D-Row. <laughs> Fry? Um, oh, God. Oh. That is, sadly, that is as that's close first, as it yeah, gets. Yeah, that's the first thing. Somebody who's been, who's, who had a modicum of success... Who was here for longer than a season. Even just minutes. Yeah. It's not even success. Oh, it, Jesus. Uh, it's probably going to end up being Michael Bradley, because I just only, you know, yeah. it's going to be seven or eight seasons yeah. before he retires. Yeah. However many of those he spends with Toronto. Yeah, I don't really see anyone else. He'll be here for no. two more seasons. They, they, they off to Colorado. They It'll couldn't possibly pull. Daniel Henry? No. no. Wow. No, the robot version or the real one? Ooh, robot uh, version. Oh, okay, yeah, then maybe. Give Bendik a couple of years. Uh, The best, like, even in their worst moments, they can't pull out Danny Kuberman's or Torsten Frings. (laughs) No, they were close. (laughs) They could have made an argument if... If 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 Kuberman stayed and kept scoring the way he scored. If he kept healthy, he could have done it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The answer for that groupie is, it's a long wait. Oh, God. Longer than she'll have to wait to marry Duncan. To marry Duncan. Yeah. Yeah, it's that easy. <laughs> Easier to marry Duncan than get a wall of fame. Duncan and Roz's marriage photo up there Ooh, would be the that next would thing. be kind of ultimate. Yes, because that'll probably last at least three, maybe four years, maybe. So, do you have a? 
Is that your answer? Uh, no, I, I threw in with Fry. Um, yeah, I got I got nothing. I think it might be Bradley. The obvious answer. Which is? Bitchy the Hawk. Fuck, I was afraid you were going to say that. Seriously. How the long only, has she been with the club? The only, yeah, maybe she gets hit by lightning. Oh, you know? Oh, if she gets she's, hit, at, she's in every game. If Bitchy gets hit by lightning, put her up on the wall. Stuff to mount it. But if she doesn't get hit by lightning and just dies of natural causes. For goodness. That. But if she gets hit by lightning, she might be against the wall anyway. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> or just like the burn mark outline. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Instead of a number, it's like bitchy and just the like, chalk outline of, of the, the corpse. Oh, Ooh. handy for the chalk club. Oh, yeah. There you go. Chalk talk. Chalk talk. Died. Chalk talk. Full circle. Hot talk! <laughs> <laughs> oh, bitchy. All right, well, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you for playing along, folks. We look forward to your further questions for Ask VMP, your bitchy blank responses, and anything else you're curious about. One thing I will ask, and I've been asking it on the Twitters, do let us know if you are going to renew. Uh, we're trying to increase the straw poll that I've been taking. And 15 is not a very big number. I would like more responses. Science is good. Science is good. I like science and no, I actually say like Chris math. Chris Kanopka. <laughs> Chris Kanopka would make fire. Fire is science. Fire bad. All right. Join us next week when I am uh, joined at the BMP table by Mr. Duncan Fletcher at Duncan D. Fletcher on the Twitters. Hello. Mr. Tony Walsh at the Yorkies 1812. You know me from the blood and the girth. <laughs> not joining us next week but we're going to intro him anyways Mr. Mark Hingley at Ignortalk I-G-N-I-R-T-O-Q where am I going? you said you weren't coming next week have you yeah. misplaced your shit again? <laughs> I'm looking for it that's, uh, why I'm that's what it is and as for me I will be here again wrangling these crazy people at Casey Knowles on the Twitters I am your host Kristen Knowles but until next week Toronto get used to it No, I can't call him that. He's Dan Lovitz. Daniel D. Lovitz. <laughs> Attorney. On the beat. <laughs> <laughs> Detective Daniel D. Lovitz. It's Dan Lovitz. Mm. Give us your badge, Lovitz. <laughs> While I'm out uh, on the streets busting my ass, <laughs> you sit here behind a desk and tell me what to do? When was the last time you busted anyone, huh? You've gone too far, Lovitz. <laughs> Excellent. And um, <laughs> see, uh, yes. Kia Motors Nepal tassels. <laughs> wow, I. <laughs> Go ahead, Tony. For Nepal Heritage Night. That'd be the giveaway. Nepal tassels. Nepal tassels. Oh. Not my best work. <laughs> Nepal pasties. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
At least I got Kia Motors in there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it would be so happy. It's Daniel, Danny, Daniel J. Lovitz. You might have to hand in your badge, but you get the Fully Award. This is just a consolation, Chief. I'll accept this award, but I'll be out on the streets cleaning it up. He's a detective now. Yep. <laughs> He's moved up in the world. Yes. All right, I guess I will go back and re-edit that earlier section mm-hmm. back into the podcast <laughs> so that this makes sense. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> 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 You'll be fine. Uh.